you know, fear, this whole fear thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I tell you, fear is a really bad thing. Terrible, isn't it? <clears throat> Keeps us from a lot of things if we let it. It does, it does. And so uh, fear entered my life again when I was in this relationship. We, we had a beautiful relationship. And then um, it, I could say that it was his fault it went away, but I, I, knowing what I know now, I can't say that anymore. Mm-hmm. So he did, he did end up having an affair with another woman. So I mm-hmm. could say it was his fault, but now I know better. I know that we co-create and we are all responsible for what transpires. They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. everyone to our show today. I have a very special guest that I know you guys are going to enjoy hearing her story. It's one about mindset and some things that we all deal with in our life, right? We all have this mindset that's going on. And today I have Zara Mahoon in my studio today, and she is a master mindset, which is pretty cool because we're going to learn some really cool things from her today. She is a master mindset, a law of attraction coach, and a manifesting expert. She is an author of 12 books on these subjects and the creator of Unlimited 40-Day Law of Attraction Workout and the Unlimited Universal Mastermind. She had some massive transformation that she went through in 2006, and she was able to get out of debt. She had massive debt. She was, she was thriving in her business, and she had multiple properties that she had created. So, and she also did some healing in her relationships. So, uh, Zara, thank you so much for being here today, and will you share with us, take us back to where you were, because we know where you are now, but take us back to where you were. What was going on? What happened? And where was your mindset? Oh my God, we're going to go back many, many years. And I don't (laughs) want you to count the years because that would not not be good. Um, Okay. So the first event in my life that really shook everything up for me was I ran away from home. I was in an abusive relationship. I, it was physically abusive. It was mentally abusive. And I found a window of opportunity and I grabbed it and I ran. Because I, I, didn't, I didn't have access to phone. I did not, was not allowed to go out of the house. So I was um, imprisoned in the house. Now, is this your home as a child or home as an adult married? married? Okay. 
married. Okay. Um, so it was an arranged marriage and it didn't go well. And I was caged wow. in, in the house and I saw a window of opportunity. I left everything. I just took the clothes on my back and I ran. Mm. And um, so that was the first thing that happened. And my question from that was, why me? How, mm. Like, why did I deserve this? Like, what, what did I ever do to deserve this thing that happened to me? And so that actually is the topic of my first book. Why me? Why do bad things happen to good people? Because that was my question. I, I was burning internally with that question until I found the answer. And how did you find that answer? um, By observation, by uh, assimilating any piece of information that came to me and by actually trying to make sense of it all. Because it didn't make sense at all. Like why would someone who is a really nice person always does the right thing, always looks out for other people, has never lied or cheated or done anything like how why would this happen to me and I didn't know it at the time but I found out that it was because I was fearful that more fear came into my life right so I was fearful of being in this um, in this arranged marriage and even before the marriage took place my whole uh, attitude towards this was how is this going to work so I, I, was, I was afraid going into it mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't listen to my intuition because my intuition kept telling me, you got to get out of this. You got to get out of this. But every time I went to my parents and I said, I don't want to go ahead with this. My parents said, oh, no, no, this is how things happen in our culture and you'll be fine. You'll figure it out. We all do. Um, so, you know, like it, I couldn't get out of it. And I remember on the day of the wedding, when I was leaving um, with him, my, there was this voice in my head that said, stop now, don't, don't get in the car. Don't get in the car because, you know, then you can't turn it back. Just stop now. And there were so many people attending the wedding. And, you know, there was like, it was, and I couldn't just stop. So I went and I wish now that I hadn't right? Because then all of that wouldn't have happened. But then also in hindsight, if it hadn't happened, I wouldn't know what I know today. And what I know today is, is really, really powerful. And, and I share it now for the longest time, I couldn't talk about it. I could absolutely not go there because my emotions were, you know, I couldn't go there. I would just, just Mm -hmm. break down. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's taken a lot of healing. When I say healing, oh my God, I have, yes, there has been a lot of healing involved. Healing for me, healing for other people, you know, forgiving even my parents. Because at that point in time, I held them responsible. Right. Right? I mean, understandable as a kid. Yes, but then I had to step back from it and and talk myself down saying that, you know, they just did the best they could. Right. And they didn't do anything that any other parent in that culture wouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. Right. So there has been a lot of, um, you have no idea how many, I like for six straight months, I just cried. Like every day I just cried. 
I just could not make sense of it that I would be punished this way when, you know, there's a God and God is supposed to be loving and merciful and kind and, you know, and then fear, where's the fairness? Right. right? Where's the fairness in this? And this is what a lot of people who go through traumatic experiences want to know is like, this is unfair. Why is it happening? And it, happens what i've found is that there's a common thread and that common thread is fear when you are fearful that fear attracts those things that manifest in the form of that fear crystallized become real and so um so now i i'm at a place where i can actually talk about it and i can tell people what i went through it is, I, I couldn't, my parents didn't know what was going on in my marriage because I wasn't able to communicate with them. My communication with my parents was monitored. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that was even monitored. Yes. Too. Wow. So I didn't have any privacy. Mm -hmm. And so there was this little window of opportunity and I just fled because I knew that this is not going to change. I can't make it better. I kept trying to make it better. I kept trying to be the loving wife and you know all of that. But I came to a point where he strangled me mm. and I was saved by his mother. Oh my goodness. That's horrible. Uh, yes. So how did you find this opportunity? What actually happened that allowed you to get away? Um, I don't actually, it's a big fuzz ball you know when I go back there. <laughs> it was just a moment like, in time and you're like okay it was just, I know yeah. that I can go right at that's this right okay and I'm just going to go mm -hmm. so um you're probably so scared I can't yes, imagine oh yes, my goodness yes so all of that is very fuzzy but I ran and went to my parents Okay, and then that's I, what I was going to ask you. Where'd you yeah, go? <laughs> I went to my parents. My parents, because I knew that they don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Had they known what was going on, they would have stepped in. Mm -hmm. They didn't know what was going on. So I ran to my parents and I told them what was going on. And then my parents said, leave it to uh, with us. You don't need to do anything now. We are going to take over. You did what you tried to fix it. You did what you could do. Now just leave it to us. And then they took over mm -hmm. and I never saw him again. Wow. So I saw him. I saw him different. once. I saw him once because his parents requested that we should be allowed to meet once just to make sure that we really don't want to get together again. So uh -huh. I had one meeting with him and that was it. Uh -huh. How was that? It, uh, it again, it's a big blur now, but it didn't go anywhere, obviously. Right, right. But probably very right? scary for you yes, to be yes, face yes. to face with him. Yes, I didn't so were want you to alone there. or were you with other people when you actually met him again? Um, I was in the house, my parents' house. Mm -hmm. There were other people there, but he I was with him on on my own in a room. Oh. Yeah. So yes, that it was very scary. Really felt scary. Yeah. That's right. It was uh -huh. really scary. I did uh -huh. not want that. The poor thing. Yes. And, but you know what? The other thing is I was only 23 when this happened. Mm -hmm. So now I look back at it. I was not, you know, like I wasn't mature enough to be right. able to handle all the emotions and all the upheaval that came with that. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to get over it. And I want to say to people that, you know, when I say I cried every day, I cried every day and I 
wrote out the details of everything that happened to me. And I think that that was therapeutic because I did not want to talk to anyone. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like, yes, I got it out. Mm -hmm. My my journal, my diary was my best friend. I got got it all out. Mm -hmm. And when I got it all out, I felt so much better. Just just that process of... That is a process I teach my clients all the time. Yeah. It's absolutely so important to just get it out get it out get it off your chest because then it's it's like this freeing moment that you can it's almost like a a breath of fresh air because it's like oh I can breathe now I got it out now now I know I can move on exactly exactly and so that whole it it did didn't happen overnight took me six months Mm. to you know just be able to start functioning again Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then, uh, you know, like I was pregnant when I ran and I decided to keep the baby. I could have had an abortion, but I decided, no, not doing that. Mm-hmm. Babies are a gift. And if I give, so my thinking there was, if I give this one up, what's to say I'll ever have another one. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love children, children. I, mm-hmm. right so this is a gift and i i don't you know i'm going to keep this gift doesn't that matter probably you, you what figured. helped you through that process it sure did it mm-hmm. sure did because i think having the baby mm-hmm. is what made me start living again because now i had purpose yes exactly right mm-hmm. now i had purpose i can relate with that more than you know i, I have a daughter same situation man that was saving grace. It just yeah. was. Yeah. 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 So my daughter and I are really close and, you know, we have a beautiful relationship. She's my rock and, you know, she's amazing. And I just, I'm so every day, so grateful that I made that decision that oh I would God. have. It. Yeah. That. Yeah. Now is she, was she your only child? No. Then oh. I, gave, I, I gave it another shot. 12 years later, I had another baby. So 10 years later, um, I, so in the beginning, I was just so involved in just putting myself together again, you know, emotionally, financially, just becoming stable again. Mm -hmm. And with a child, a very young child, I really didn't want another person telling me what to do or you know (laughs) what what sort of parent to be so I didn't want anyone in my life really Mm -hmm. Um, but then uh, maybe I guess eight or nine or ten years later I started feeling the loneliness okay now I think she's big enough like she's eight or nine years old now I think I can and so I um, so I just had this desire and then one day I got a call from someone that I had known long ago, had worked with, and he and we had gone out a couple of times, had dinner, had coffee, but it never went anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so he called me and he said, how are you doing? I just saw your number in my phone and I thought I'd call you and, and see how you're doing. <sighs> wow. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and, and I, and I had liked him. So, you know, we started a conversation and, and then in the middle of the conversation, he said, so do you think you'd like to have coffee 
And I said, yeah, sure. I'd love coffee. So he said, okay, I'm outside your door. Can you? Oh. <laughs> I'm right oh outside. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So, so he just walked outside and there he was. There he was. Oh my goodness. So, and I married so cool. him. That's how wow. I manifested a relationship in my life. Beautiful. And yes. But, and then again, I guess, uh, you know, fear, this whole fear thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, I tell you, fear is a really bad thing. Terrible, isn't it? <clears throat> Keeps us from a lot of things if we let it. It does. It does. And so uh, fear entered my life again when I was in this relationship. We, we had a beautiful relationship. And then um, it, I could say that it was his fault. It went away. But I, I, knowing what I know now, I can't say that anymore. Mm -hmm. So he did, he did end up having an affair with another woman. So I mm -hmm. could say it was his fault, but now I know better. I know that we co-create and we are all responsible for what transpires. And so it was fear again, fear entered my life. My mother was very sick mm -hmm. and uh, I was very afraid for her and I was having another baby and it was just so many moving parts and we migrated, we came to Canada right then in the midst of all of this going on wow. so your and parents did or no i came to you canada with my husband okay with your husband okay and uh and my mother fell sick back home oh that's terrible mm -hmm. so it was again it was fear i was fearful for what was going to happen to her she was really seriously sick and so it was fear and then uh, you know new country baby marriage, everything. And so again, I fell into that fear trap. And you know what the fear trap is? How am I going to do this? Who's going to help me? Right? <laughs> yeah, those little and things that still yeah, become it's, big. It's that self-talk that takes things and, and you just get consumed by it. And when you're an A-type personality, you're a control freak. And when you are confronted with a situation that you think you don't have control over, it destroys you. You, you just go <laughs> spinning around thinking yeah. again and again over the same thing again and again. How can I fix this? Well, you can't. You just sometimes you just have to accept the fact that you can't. Mm -hmm. Right. So but I wasn't accepting. Right. Like, like my whole thing was, how can I get my mother the right medication, the right medical help so that she can get better. And I wasn't accepting that that wasn't going to happen, that her situation was terminal, right? I, I wasn't that. accepting it. So, and, and again, my relationship with my mother was a very deep relationship. So I just couldn't, I just couldn't accept that I've left and now this has happened. And again, there was blame and blame is another side of fear, right? Mm -hmm. And the blame was, my father, what are you doing? You, you can't see that she's so sick. You're not doing anything about it. My brother, what are you doing? Look after her. You guys are there with her. And, and they would say to me, oh, she's fine. She's just getting old. No, she's not. She is unwell. Take her to the doctor. Mm -hmm. Right? So again, there was this whole buildup of fear and blame. And, you know, and, and it's all the same vibration. Mm -hmm. guilt fear and blame are the same vibration so if yeah. you're feeling that there's something you should have done that you didn't do or you're blaming someone else the frequency of that vibe that comes out of your body is fear mm -hmm. 
and fear is a really low vibration. Absolutely. And then fear will bring you stuff that matches that fear, right? Mm -hmm. So that's when, uh, so now I can say, at that time I said, it's his fault. He, you know, I was busy with this, all of this going on and he went and had an affair. How could he? But now I know that, you know, I was part of that mix. I, I created it by not paying attention to the way I was feeling. Right, right. Well, good for you for like owning that too, because it's hard. I think, you know, in, in a lot of women's situations that deal with that, you know, it's easy to say it's your fault if you wouldn't have done this, but yes. what was our part in that? That's you right. Know, what was it that I could have done differently? Yes, and exactly. so I love that you're sharing that because you're right. There are things that, you know, we can do differently to make a different outcome too, you know. And you know what, Donna, I found that uh, it doesn't have to be a big event. It's those little things that you blame someone for that add up and then it explodes. So little things like you didn't put your plate in the dishwasher or you didn't flush or, you know, you, I told, I told you so many didn't times. Put the seat down. That's what I, I always know, tell my husband. Right? You just put the seat down. So it'll yeah, fall in. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's those little aggravations right. that if you hold on to them, true. they become big. Yeah. So true because they build and they build and they build. And if yes. you don't express it or, um, and it's not even that you have to, you know, it's so funny how we are as, you know, we, we are expecting someone to be a certain way exactly. and when they're not that certain way, it's like, why do they have to conform to what we think it should be? You know, now it could be that you have a conversation with them and maybe you come to an agreement or something that you could, that's workable for both of you. Mm -hmm. but. Mm -hmm. But I love it. You're sharing that because yeah. How many times do we just think it has to be our way and it really yeah. doesn't. Yeah. So. I mean, but the worst thing is keeping it inside yes. and not dealing with it. Right. One way or another, you got to deal then with it. it explodes. Yes. Yeah. Which is so, what happened. It sounds like, right. That's right. The explosion happened because I discovered lingerie in his, <laughs> among his oh. things. And I, I knew it wasn't for me. So, <laughs> like, uh -oh. so, yeah so so that's what happened and then um again healing mm -hmm. and completely I healed my relationship with him now where we are extremely close oh that's wonderful right I so and and uh and in that instance I walked away from everything because I didn't want a fight like mm -hmm. I didn't want things dragged over years in court and just that bad energy for my children. And, you know, every time the lawyer calls you now, you are reliving everything over right. again. And your friends are asking you and, you know, your family is asking you. And you're going through that whole thing over and over and over again. Every time you share that story, yes. You activate you that vibration. Live it again. Exactly. Yep. And by that time, I knew enough about law of attraction. I was new to mm -hmm. it at that point in time. But I knew enough about it to know that a bad vibration should not be allowed to continue. Mm -hmm. So I did the band-aid, ripped the band-aid thing with that. I said, you take whatever you want and just leave me alone with my kids. 
don't take the kids. That's all I want. <laughs> so he took the money and I got the kids and I got the debt as well because he left the country. So he left Canada and he went away. And because I was here, I got stuck with the debt. Mm, that's hard. Mm -hmm. But sometimes almost easier, isn't it? When you don't have to deal with all the mess and all the stuff. Well, that was the thing is that my whole mindset was, Okay, so if abundance is under my control, prosperity is under my control based on my energy, then I'm going to protect my energy. Let him take whatever he wants because I can recreate it. Ooh, I love that. You can recreate it. That's so true. Right? And so, I so not true. only cre recreated it, I think I 10x'd it. Nice. Wonderful. So tell us now, because you went through all of this. You created this business. So at that point, when he left, did you have a business at that point? Or no. were you just no. starting from scratch? I was on Mac Eve. So I was starting from literally scratching. Wow. Yeah. Nothing. I had nothing. Good so I, you though. yeah, I did not have anything. Um, the only thing I did have was uh, my determination to keep going. Mm, and that's huge. Yeah. That will and definitely so, get you through. Absolutely. And I was determined not to go back. I didn't want to go back. I felt that if I go back, I'm going to be under a microscope. You know, people are going to be watching me because I know too many people there. It's so much easier. <laughs> Sorry. That's I knew it okay. was coming. So I apologize. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, happens to me as well. Sometimes in the middle of a meditation. So don't worry about it. <laughs> I have to actually teach a meditation the next this week, two of them. So I hope that doesn't happen. But yeah, oh, yeah, terrible yeah. When that does. I always tell people, you know, in meditation that if you have to cough or you have an itch, go for it. Because if you try to suppress Hold it, it, it becomes bigger. <laughs> it's worth yeah. It. yeah, 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 exactly. So, true. so, so anyway, here I am done well, all good. And yes, I just uh sometimes you just have to let go everything so that it's like a cleansing experience now I have nothing so I have nothing to fear anymore because what could I lose right right so you use though your experience this is what I want you guys to hear that are listening to this she used her experience that she went through to understand how she was feeling, what she was doing, what were the emotions that were coming up. And then I know you also have done some, like you do Reiki and some other modalities and some other like skills that you have learned, mm -hmm. but you worked on you first, right? Yeah. Absolutely. During that time. Absolutely. Yeah. How many times do we as individuals work on ourselves first before we work on others? That's yeah. kind of how it works. Right? Yeah. So I think you, well, I think that you have to work on the outside stuff as well as the internal stuff. If you just work on the outside stuff and you ignore the internal stuff, yeah. it doesn't go well. And if no. you just take a time out from the world and you just work on the internal stuff and you ignore the outside stuff, that doesn't go well either. There has to be a balance of working on yourself as well as working on the external stuff. Okay. So for example, I have two kids, I'm in a new country, I have no money. I can't just 
retreat into myself and, right. and say you have to have a house you have to have you know, food you have to have exactly. things that you need yeah so yeah. the outside stuff has to be done the action mm-hmm. has to be taken right. it cannot stop but even as you do those things that you have to do to get through that period of time you then also need to take time to work on yourself and the thing about working on ourselves is that uh, thankfully we take ourselves wherever we go so we yes. can we can we can work on ourselves all day really in our heads mm-hmm. right and and that's where all the work takes place all the work takes place in our heads because meditation so you're right i i've been teaching uh, meditation since 2010 um i've done psyche i've done Reiki I've done so many things NLP is part of my journey yes um um, but the the thing is that it's all about our self-talk it's about what are we saying to ourselves in our heads when we are on our own and if you don't understand so I I had an aha moment big huge aha moment while I was going through this transformation And that was, I used to think I was the most positive person in the whole world. And I had proof. I had turned my life around, you know, I had raised a a child on my own. I had even with that first event that I told you that happened in my life where I ran away from home, Mm -hmm. I actually owned a home before I came to Canada. I, I, I had already put myself on firm financial standing way back then for you wow so so the the thing is um you've got to do both you can't just do the one thing it's about what you what are you telling yourself in here because meditation if you do reiki or you do meditation and i do those things as well it's a half an hour one hour session Mm -hmm. and then you come out and you meet yourself again Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right Mm-hmm. So it gives you relief, but it doesn't give you the absolute cure unless you also have your mindset working at the same time. Right, right. Right? It's so true. Yeah. I, so, I love doing the Reiki because I, I feel do. like I get an hour of sleep or yes. like rest because I'm doing that meditation the Absolutely. whole time. You and do. You amazing. do. You do, but, but then you come out and you meet yourself again. But if you have again. outside stuff that you haven't dealt with, yeah, that definitely right? comes up. So, sure. so as soon as you come out of that session, now you're back to your old thoughts. And my aha moment was, I thought I was positive thinking, but I was positive wanting, not positive thinking. Mm-hmm. I wanted good things to happen, but there is a science to how you think and I didn't have those pieces. And, and my learning how to become actually positive thinking is because I'm analytical, always have been. Mm-hmm. That's where I systematically took it apart and put it back together. Mm. And then put a system in place because I decided I wanted to be able to do it consistently. 
So how can you do it consistently? So you kind of broke it. So you probably reverse engineered it. Like, okay, here we are. How did I get there? What were the steps I took to do That's that? Right. How did it, how did I make it happen? Yes, exactly. I did that. Mm-hmm. I did that because I'm an analyst. That is my profession. Mm-hmm. So everything that I come to has uh, it's analytical. It's, it has to make sense. It's got to be logical. If it, if it's just woo woo, I'm not going there. Right, I need right. to understand what is actually happening. Exactly. I am the same way. I have to know the science behind it or how it works. Or exactly. I have to understand things. I can't yes. just, like you said, the woo woo, people call it woo woo, but yeah, it's like, but there's a science to it. Actually work. There's yes. a, there's a, process here exactly right Mm -hmm. and like I I joke about it I say that there are two types of people in the world there's the type that uh, turns the tv on with the remote control and then there's the other type who wants to know how the remote control works and yeah (laughs) that is true let's take this television apart and find out what's what makes it tick yeah how this is working yeah I love that so so um I I want to I want to get to your, I want to ask you this one question that I always ask everybody. And that is, how did you get from that mindset that where you were, where you were struggling, your mind was going, you were having a hard time to now you've analyzed things, you've figured it out. You've kind of got this process. Mm -hmm. How did you actually go from there to where you are today and is there like something that you could share with us that you use that might help somebody that's going through this? Um, there is one, yes, there's one thing that I did that I think helped a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was a result of my pulling things apart and putting them back together again. Mm-hmm. One day I woke up and I said, Zara, if your thoughts are poisonous because you are not able to be positive thinking, you think you're being positive thinking, But from everything that you've learned, you now know that if you were positive thinking, you would be getting positive manifestations and you're not. So hmm, hello, girl, that just means one thing. That means you think you're positive, but you're not. Right, right. Because that's, that's the litmus test. The litmus test is if I was positive thinking, I would be manifesting everything that I want and I wasn't. So I decided that means my thoughts are actually harmful and I don't know the difference between negative and positive. Mm -hmm. That means I have to stop thinking my thoughts. Because with every thought I think, so I, I had this visual in my head and the visual was every thought is like a poison pill. And every time I think a thought, I am ingesting poison. So and you so, chose what kind of pill you were going to take. I, pill I, I well, well, the first thing was I knew I didn't know what a positive thought looked like. Mm-hmm. I just knew that I have to stop thinking my thoughts. So my whole focus was on coming up with strategies that I would stop thinking my own thoughts. I've got to stop thinking my own thoughts because I'm poisoning myself. Mm-hmm. So what can I do to stop thinking my own thoughts? I said to myself, so I had a couple of strategies. One was I'm going to borrow someone else's thoughts. And and that was, I went and got 42 programs. I still remember how many I got. I got 42 audio programs on CDs. And I said, 
I am for as long as I can focus and actually listen and not, you know, have this playing in the background and my mind's going somewhere else. I'm going to actually force my mind to listen to these programs and summarize at the end of every chapter what I just learned, because then that way I'm borrowing someone else's thoughts. Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking my own thoughts because I'm listening to them. Yeah. yeah, so that was one thing I did. Then the second thing I did was um, I said, I am not going to let my mind wander because my mind wanders. And then that's where I get worried and anxious and I just start having panic attacks. So I uh, used to play these math games with my children. So I just said, Zara, two plus two is two. What's four plus four? You know, like so you would would, just in your mind when those thoughts would come up, you just say a random like, "What is this two plus two or whatever," just to get your mind to think on something else. Yes, I love that because that really is the that is. Sorry, hang on. That really is the key. uh, Is to not think your own thoughts. So that's what I would advise people. If you're going through a bad patch, that's what you got to do. While you're figuring out how to think positively, you will figure it out. But the first thing that you need to do is to stop thinking your own thoughts because your thoughts are what is preventing you from getting what you want. Hmm. Interesting. So do mind games actually do the same thing? Like, let's say Sudoku. Yes, Um, they do. It does stop the mind from thinking. Yes. Okay, interesting. Yes, it stops the mind from wandering because you're doing a puzzle and you're thinking about that puzzle. Right, right. Right. But he, you, because you can't think of two different things at the same time. No. Yeah, that makes sense. That's right. All right. I get it now. Hmm. Right. So crossword, crossword puzzles, all sorts of things like that. The little games that we actually play with our kids. you know Uh because that's what we're doing we're playing games with our kids we are engaging them so we have to do it for ourselves because no one else is doing it for us and the thing is if you go to in you know if you go to a coach or you're in therapy you're only there for a one-hour session Mm -hmm. what are you doing in your head for the rest of the day Mm -hmm. right right so true Wow, this has been so enlightenful, and I feel like I've uh, got some really good information that um, is so valuable. So thank you so much, um, Zara, for being on our show today. And um, if somebody was wanting to work with you, where would they be able to find you, and and how would they do that? Um, Through my website, zimahoon.com. There's a contact form on there. If you're on Facebook, you can connect with me. My handle across social media is Zimahoon. So my first initial and my last name. Okay. And uh, I have several programs. I The 40-day uh, workbook or the 40-day Law of Attraction workout is based on a workbook. The course is free. You just have to buy the workbook. Oh, wow. That's yes. pretty awesome. Yes. So they buy the workbook, then they actually get the course to actually go through. It's a 40 yeah. day law of attraction. Is that what yes, you call it? That's right. Okay. It's a 40 day. So uh, the course is divided into two parts. Part one is actually understanding law of attraction. And part two is the 40 days. And for each day, 
for each day you have uh, one sheet of exercises to do and you have a reading to do and a video and that's it that sounds so amazing that sounds really good. So thank you for sharing that with my uh, listeners, because I know that we like to share if, if our guests have freebies to be able to just kind of see what you have and get a little taste of what you do. Yeah. So the freebie is that. actually, freebie is actually the book that I told you about. Why me? Mm -hmm. Why do bad things happen to good people? Uh -huh. That is a free, uh, that's a free download on my website. Oh, Wow. Yeah. So you can get a free download and you get the free course. You get the free course. The course is free. You just have to buy the workbook. Okay. But you can download it on your yes. website. Yeah. Well, now that is pretty awesome. So thank you so much for sharing that. I'm going to check that out myself because I like to always check out what my guests um, that are on the show have for, for everyone. So thank you for doing that. Hi, and we'll make sure that we put all your show notes, uh, your websites, and all of the things that we have in the show notes so that you guys can easily just click on the link and be able to get over to check out her stuff. So um Zara, thank you so much for being on the show today. I just am so grateful to have you and so thankful that you were able to be able to share this amazing story because it really is. And I know you're going to help so many people by sharing it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. You're welcome. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.